0: Coming to theaters across the U.S. on March 20th and 21st, an epic film on Noah's flood. This film unveils compelling evidence in support of the Bible, including what happened to the dinosaurs? Why do we find soft tissues and blood in their bones today? Why did God send the flood? What are the parallels between the days of Noah and the coming judgment? Mark your calendars for March 20th, 21st, and be prepared to experience the Genesis Flood like never before. Get your tickets today at www.noahsflood.com. Listening to The Real Kathy Lee on the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. Thanks for joining me as I share my mom sessions. It's basically my imperfect journey of motherhood. Be prepared to laugh, maybe cry, but hopefully you're gonna be encouraged as I share my failures, successes, and offer some tips I've learned along the way. And remember, you got this. Hey, welcome to the Real Kathy Lee. You know it's interesting as I have done this show now for almost a year. I've had guests on the show. I've sat and rambled and talked about things on my heart. I've had girlfriends that were in town that we just did a show. All different things have ended up becoming podcasts. And you've probably loved some and maybe not cared for some. And it's interesting as I try and decide, okay, what's the direction? Where do I want to go with this podcast? Is it something that's valuable? I just think, what did I want to know? Like when I was a young mom, what are the things I wish someone would have told me? Things that pay off. And You know, as this week we've had Valentine's Day come and go, and I also, I think I mentioned I was listening to this book called The Glass Castle. Thank you, Carrie Vosick, for telling me about that book. It has really shaken me and also made me think a lot about the way we parent and how our parenting really does contribute to who our kids become. Whether it's good, it's bad, our successes, our failures, we really do contribute. Now, I will say in listening and reading to The Glass Castle, that so much of those children became who they were meant to be, too, in spite of the parenting they received. So I do believe it's a combination. I do believe that our children are created with um, these desires and these strengths and these weaknesses and these determinations that maybe we encourage or we hinder based on the way that we parent, but. I think, it's, I think it's a blend. I think it's us, and I think it's them. But it made me think about, you know, as Valentine's Day came and went, and I do my typical traditions with my kids. So on Valentine's Day, we have some things that we've done every year for a long time. That includes I get up before the children, and I decorate the house, usually just the kitchen table area. I'll hang signs. I'll decorate the table with lots of candles and pretties, and I'll have Valentine's plates and special drinks, and then I make a special breakfast for them, and I have that ready. In addition, I will buy cards, but then I will handwrite love letters in there and let the children know what I'm thankful for, put a Bible verse in there to encourage them, and I try and make it special for them, and, and then I give them candy, and they get flowers, the girls, and those kinds of things, and and I love those traditions, right? And and the children have come to expect them. And the night before, they're like, we are having our breakfast this, tomorrow morning, right? And you are writing us notes, right? And so I love that. But I started thinking, you know, the other 364 days that we're not doing a holiday and we're not doing a tradition, what do we do to love our kids? And what do we do to show love to our kids? We've had a couple things come up that... um Someone, you know, sent me the sweetest text and just acknowledged something that I did and said that it spoke volumes to her kids. And I didn't even know that her kids knew what I had done and surely didn't do it so that people would find out. I, but it really touched me and thought, wow, we really do impact people. And what we do in the quiet of our home really does get out there. And how we live in front of our children, how we live with our children, how we model love to our children is going to impact them. And so I was thinking about encouraging you in that, encouraging you in the way that you show love. How do you show your children love? How do you show your partner love? How do you show people on the outside love, that your kids get to see that so that when they leave your home, they will also love anyway, love every day, love always, choose love. Even when it's hard, they will choose the route of love and I think there are some things we can do to be intentional about loving that will help our children along the way so thought we would share that hope you guys have had a good week by the way had so much fun with Ashley here hope you enjoyed our really honest conversation last week about losing your junk because we all lose our junk but let's let's move on this week and just talk about love and what love looks like in our home so Starting off the love notes, the things that I shared with you that I do for Valentine's. Why do we have to keep that at Valentine's? One of my favorite things that I um, did a long time ago is I used to get lipstick. I still do it. Did it for my husband this week. Wrote, I love you and drew hearts all over the mirror with lipstick. You know, be creative. Surprise your children and tell them you love them or what you love about them in creative ways. Ways You have the lunchbox if you... You know, send them somewhere with a lunchbox. Write a note in there. Writing it on the mirror. Writing it inside their car where in the car where they sit. You know, have a note there ready for them. Have it on their pillow at night. Have, you know, surprise them with different places to write notes. And again... Not just I love you. I mean, even though I love you is great and we all want to hear that, but maybe why I love you and how I love you and things I love about you. I and mean, Be specific. And, and I love the way you giggle, you know, when you hear a funny joke. I love the way you always share your food with your sibling. Or I love the way you help your little sister up the stairs. Or, you know, things that you notice not, not to... We don't want to breed in these children to be these... um kids who expect rewards for doing kind things, but yet acknowledging their kindness, I think, is positive. So find ways to do love notes throughout the year, not just on Valentine's Day, but surprise them randomly with notes that are going to encourage them, that are going to uplift them, that are going to put a smile on their face, and also security in their heart. As we think about, this is the week we had the school shootings down in Florida, and I think about the pain that our kids go through and how quickly our kids can fall apart, Um, so much because of social media, right? I had a kid this week who, you know, assumed something about a friendship because of something she saw on social media, and I had to talk her off the ledge on that, but I think just reassuring our kids that they are loved, they are enough, they are okay, um is positive and will go a long way as they get older. So I would encourage you to do that. I also think just setting the table. I said that I do that at um Valentine's Day we set the table, but take the time to set the table. Have them help you set the table. Have your young kids write place cards for um for everyone at the table. Make placemats together for that. But make that a special occasion of coming together and having a meal, you're putting candles out, setting the table, getting beautiful napkins. What does that say? It says it matters. It says that time matters. It's sacred. Our dinner time is special. Put the phones away. Sit at the table, not around the countertop or in the family room. Choose a spot where you can gather and have conversation and share highs and lows about your day and encourage that talking. I I tell you, my kids will, I'm sure if you were to ask them, they would say, You know, you say, hey, what does your mom do um, when things go bad? And they would all tell you, she says we have to talk it out. And I do, I always say talk it out. always say talking makes it better. So establishing that pattern of talking at the dinner table really will go a long way in helping kids express themselves. So many kids don't even know how to express how they're feeling today. And when you do that at dinner every single night, sharing things like highs and lows, it gives your kids the opportunity to feel comfortable sharing in general and sharing with you and that you are a safe place uh, to share. I'll tell you another thing that I have learned and, I'm still learning, is be careful what you talk about in front of your kids. They don't want to hear all the junk about your best friend who stabbed you in the back, or they don't want to hear how angry you were at their dad, and they don't want to hear, you know, all the junk. They don't want to hear you telling a friend what they did wrong and how angry you got at them. Be careful. Ears hear. These kids listen. Oh, my goodness, and they hear it all, and you think they're not listening They are definitely listening. So choose your words wisely. Be careful what you share in front of others. And if you're going to do anything, say things that are positive. Try and encourage, you know, your kids in front of other people. Let them know how. I was so proud of, you know, Henry today when he made his bed. I only had to ask him one time, and he did. I was so proud of him. He did a great job putting his pillows back in place and all of that. But catch our kids doing right and share that and be careful sharing negative stuff in front of people. Let them see you love out loud, let them see you love others if you have someone in your home, be kind to them. When they leave, talk kindly about them. Don't use it the minute they walk out the door, the opportunity to bash them. And and I've been guilty of all these things. Don't think that I'm sitting over here saying I have it together. I don't. I mean, I have failed over and over in front of my kids, and I have spoken poorly about people, and I have said things that I shouldn't, and I've not shown love in times. And As I get older, I'm trying to choose that more and more. I'm trying to choose to love anyway and to love always and to go that route and to love in front of my kids so that they see me loving others, that they see me welcoming people in our home, that they see me being kind, that our home is a refuge for them and for anyone else who walks in. We had a... a, visitor recently said that our home was like an oasis and that was like the best compliment ever because I want my home to be a place where people come and they can relax and feel welcome and I want the children in our home to see that, to see that that's the environment we create for guests, that guests are welcome here and we will take care of them and we will make them breakfast and we will give them coffee and we will love on them so that they can be recharged to go back to their life. Those are things that are quiet, but hopefully your kids will pick up on that, and they will. They will model after you. I say it. I think every podcast they'll become. They'll become the parent you are. They become the mom you are. The woman you are. They model so much after that, um, subconsciously. So, so model that for them. Model loving big in front of them. I would say another thing is just listen. If you're not spending time with your kids, you're not loving your kids. It's just simple as that. You have to spend time with them. I... Sarah and I went out last night to babysit for a friend and I watched Sarah growing up as she's played with these kids and she wasn't on her phone while she was babysitting. She was playing games and she was asking questions and she was being silly and she was dancing and she was playing baby dolls and she was doing all these things to be intentional with these children and listening to them in their conversations and they sat and they talked and, and I was so proud of her and I just could see her down the road as a mom doing that. And then I came home and I found Henry and uh, my husband on the... We had this huge beanbag and found them just laying on it. and They were talking about uh, funny things about New Zealand and, and they were sharing stories and high-fiving and they had shared how they'd been playing ping-pong and basketball and spent time together. And I tell you, it is in that time that trust is built. It is in time that relationships are strengthened. Without that... There's no excuse, to be honest. You're not going to have it. You know in any relationship, right, with your partner, you know when you don't spend time with them, there's no way to make that relationship stronger. Or not no way, but it's very difficult to do that. It's especially true with our children. It's it's cheap talk. If you are guilty of in a minute, in a minute, in a minute, and believe me again, I've said it too, but then you never follow up and you never give them that minute, they are going to begin to believe that's all you're about in a minute. Next time you make excuses, you're too busy And we're all too busy. We all have our plates full. But this is our priority right now in our home has to be those children. And they see it. They see how we are. They see how we behave. They see what we give our time to. And if your time is spent on that phone instead of them, they see it. And they will take note. And they will make decisions based on that. Again, at some point, they get to choose whether they're in our life or not. And my goal is that all the children will want to continue being in my life once they leave the nest. that That's when I feel we've made it as parents, if they continue to want to have a relationship with us instead of running away from us um, because we've messed up so badly. And we probably will mess up so badly. The other thing I think is fun to honor your kids and to show love to them is to display their work. You know, if they draw a picture, have a wall where you display their artwork, if they want to sing you a song, let them sing you a song. Stop and let them. I've got dancers in my house, and they always want to dance and do routines. And we stop and pause and let them put on their show and encourage them to go dress up and sing and come back. And those are ways we are valuing them. We're showing them that they are important. is by displaying their work and being interested in their interest. Um, for example, my Henry, again, he's huge basketball. He's a huge sports fan but recently they had all the big trades and so he's telling me about all the big trades happening and so what do I do I get online and start reading about the trades so I can have a conversation about Isaiah Thomas being traded from Boston to LA and but they really want LeBron and will they get LeBron and if they get LeBron will uh, Paul George go too and all these players and some I know and some I don't but I got online and tried to read about it so I could have a conversation with Henry and one I know what I was talking about because he gets frustrated if I don't but two show him that i'm interested in his interest and um it's important to them whatever it is if it's you know grace and her japan study and japan fest i remember taking her one year surprising her taking her to japan fest i didn't know anything about japan fest and really didn't want to know anything about japan fest but grace was so interested in that that it was important for her so then it became important to me when you When you take the time to get interested in your kids' interests, it shows them that they are worthy, they are valued, and again, builds trust in the little moments. And when you do that, when you love them every single day in the small moments, not in big grand ways, these are just small everyday ways, you really do build this bond with them this relationship with them that is going to withstand the tough times and there will be tough times in your relationships there'll be times that they're angry at you there'll be times when you're angry at them but overall, when they look back on their childhood, they will remember that they had a mom who listened. They had a mom who was interested. They had a mom who wrote them love notes. They had a mom that made the table look lovely. They had a mom that welcomed people into their home. They had a mom that loved people when they came into their home. They had a mom that went and was giving outside their home. Maybe she couldn't give monetarily, but she gave of her time or her talents. These are the things that when they start building their own homes, they will model after. Isn't it powerful to think? It's scary to think sometimes when we fail at this, but it really is. To me, it's exciting. There's nothing better than to imagine... One of my kids, one, wanting to adopt, two, wanting to do crazy shoeboxes at Christmas or set the table for Valentine's at Valentine's and write love notes or, you know, do creative Easter baskets or whatever the case. Fire pits. I love that the kids, when they say, hey, mom, can we have the party here? You know, one recently said, hey, mom, can we have a fire pit in the backyard and invite about 30 kids over for a Bible study? What do you think I said? Absolutely. What do you need me to do? What do you want? Let's go have s'mores or let me I'll make sure to get the wood or whatever just to make sure they know, yeah, you want these people to come here. This is a safe place for you and your friends and we will welcome them with open arms and we will be kind and we will be excited that they are here because, again, there's going to be one day they don't want to bring their friends if you don't do that. They'll, they'll go somewhere else and for me, I'd rather them be here. So always to love them, right? To celebrate the victories with them, to sit in the defeats with them, to love them day in and day out, to make time to be there with them. You guys, it goes by so fast. You know, this week I, we've had some heavy moments in our house. And just today, my sweet friend, Carrie, that's on the show a lot, she sent me a picture of her youngest who's colored head to toe. And she said she was working with one of the older kids on math and the two younger decided to marker each other up, and it was hilarious, and they even sent me a Marco Polo of it, and you could see the little girls with color all over them, and you know what, I busted out laughing. And then I wanted to cry a little because I thought, you know what, I miss that. I'm about to tear up talking on this podcast. I miss the lightheartedness of that. That was my biggest stresses. Oh, no, how do I get marker off the belly? But as they get to be teenagers and grown ups, their stresses are bigger. Their hearts are heavy. But when you build trust in those young years of being there and being there in those moments, they will come to you with that heart that's heavy. They will come to you in those tough moments. They will cry with you. They will share with you. They will trust you. So anyway, another rambling session. I think that's what my podcasts are becoming, Rambles by Kathy. Maybe we should call it that instead of "Mom Fashions." Again, so far from perfect with that. Don't for one minute, believe that I'm sitting here telling you that I'm the perfect mom and have done it right. I have failed over and over again, but I love fiercely. Those kids of mine know. I pray they know how deeply they are loved and that I am crazy about them and that I will go to great lengths to show them love, to protect them, to be there for them. And I'm sure your kids will say the same about you. I hope you have a great week. Find a way to love them this week. Find a way to love someone else too and make sure you take time to love yourself. I appreciate you guys listening. Have a great one.